Hey everyone, welcome back to Essentially Heroes. Got me, Etienne Kinsey. Got your other pal, Johnny Ferris of uh, Rusty Ferris Wheel Productions. That's right. And, uh, other fame. That's right. And yeah, we're coming back to you for uh, for more fun times. So yeah, today we have a Marvel centric episode. I know that we had the the DC uh, train going for a while, but now. We're swinging back around to. I know there was a discussion about Hulk versus Thing, which may or may not get dropped. And then we talked about Spider Man Far From Home. That's right. Yes, we did Avengers Endgame. All right, Avengers <laughs> Endgame, yeah. Okay. That was the official pilot. Right. Right. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do. But not us. And then mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Okay. And then we've taken a break from Marvel, which is indicative of where Marvel is right now. Yes, that's true. Right? I mean, Marvel's true. in a, a bit of not a holding pattern, but they're kind of... They're hibernating at the moment. Yeah. After the greatest superhero. Exactly. Team efforts their... of all time. Cinematic yeah. team efforts of exactly. all time. Exactly. But 100%. they don't plan to slow down, though. Nope. 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 There's been a lot of Marvel news coming out sure. over the last couple of months. And yeah, that's what we're here to, to get into today. Yeah. So our marquee, I imagine, is going to be Marvel update. Fall to what, what tomorrow's the first day of winter, if, um, if I'm not mistaken. I believe tomorrow's the first day of winter, so winter 2019 yeah. Marvel update. Yeah, coming at you. <laughs> Essentially, Heroes is uh the one stop shop of where to find out what the hell is happening with Marvel and what we want to see. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know about you, but yeah, there's things I want to see. Same there's things I'm not sure about, there's things I'm excited about, there's things I have questions about. Yeah, and we will get into that today. All right, so uh, so get us started, Johnny. Good point. Where do we stand now? Mm. We've got, <clears throat> as I just said, the has been the let's see, we've had uh, Infinity War and Endgame mm. closing the chapter on what has easily historically been the greatest cinematic attempt at, at bringing comic books to live action. Right. Separate and apart. I, okay, maybe team effort. Maybe uh, I'm, 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 I'm allegiant to, to Nolan and, and the world that he's built when it comes to Batman. But mm. in this realm, if you gave somebody, I don't know, how much, is, how, much money, how much money has Marvel spent now over the years on building these movies? A billion dollars? Approximately? Over that. Yeah. I mean, they spent over 300 million uh-huh. just on Endgame. I just believe. on Endgame, which is... <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so imagine every other movie compounded onto that. Like, it's it's if some Marvel, astronomical If Marvel number. gave me $300,000, $300, I could... The things, that I, the things that we could now do, right? right. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Hey, so that so much money... Shout out to that. Marvel if you want to drop us some cash, see what we'll, <laughs> so we can come up with for you. I got so, superheroes. I got them. Yep, I'm working so, on them right now. We just filmed one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're filming weekend. our own situation. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, look out, Marvel. We got that competition coming. That's right. That's right. 
That's right. I'm going to talk about that character specifically with a couple, because it's a Marvel doppelganger that we'll get to. But uh, yeah, I mean, just if you took the amount of money over the last, it's now 20, some 20 odd movies and given it to one director, two directors, a team of directors and said, all right, bring this story to life, bring these stories to life. You would not, you would not, it, it's, it's, it's been fascinating what they've been able to pull off. Yes. Culminating now in Endgame, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And weaving these stories together, weaving this ensemble team together. There's a reason why I'm choosing that word. Where do we stand currently? That's what I want to know. I know there's a lot of, and Marvel is, is dropping the hints and, showcasing and launching disney plus and 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 hitting it hard with comic-con but as of right now the content is dormant currently except for well disney's got some other things happening separate from marvel world as we know right people are talking about the mandalorian mandalorian look outside they're waiting for you yeah Good. <laughs> but, yeah, which is taking center stage right now. Yeah. But, um, but this it, is about Marvel. This yes. is about Marvel Cinematic Universe and what's to come. And where do we stand? I'm, I don't know, to be honest. You are more abreast when it comes to what is, is coming. I know I'm excited about a Thor, a Thor, a Thor, a full, the, the next step in, in the Thor saga. Yeah, Thor 11. Guardians, I know you've, we've got the phase four panel in front mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. But I don't know, yeah, I don't know where things lie. And I don't want Thanos to be fully dead, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the greatest I mean, villains he, of all time. If he came back, then <laughs> they would be in some pretty, in a pretty crappy situation. Sure. Um, cause like you saw what he did to the Hulk, like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Yes. If he would be, if yes. he would be the one to come back, he is they bad. would be like, can we just get, yep. like, if we're bringing villains back, can we just get Iron Monger? Someone who's easy to take care of, really? like not, yep. not, and a, a Titan sure. <laughs> sure. ruler of outer space. Yep. But yeah, with Marvel, it's, it's interesting because, um, with everything that they've been up to. I feel like they're just trying to well since now that they've established the uh the crown jewel the 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 piece de resistance if you will now they're just trying to extend their reach as far as they can get it and just make sure that this movie will take their brand to every sort of corner that they have been trying to reach but maybe haven't so uh recently well, semi-recently, they announced the Marvel's The Avengers video game, mm-hmm. which is basically a... I wouldn't say a continuation of the story that's established in the movies, but it's similar enough, yet seemingly different enough, where it kind of brings you into that world that they've established with the movies. Sure. But it also leaves room for new stories. Thor, Tony, check it out. At once. Try to keep up. This 
just got a whole lot more interesting. Let's make this quick. Secure the bridge. Those weapons can't get into the city. How you set them up? I'll knock them down. Thor, what's your status? There are humans trapped. Lots of small, angry men with guns. Is that a joke? Did Thor make a joke? So, with the story that they established, at least through the few trailers that I did see, it is uh, for the Avengers game. Yes, the, the okay. Avengers video game, right. which there's there's been some some talk about it online. Some people who think it looks cool. Some people who are a little more skeptical because Marvel hasn't had a great track record when it comes to video games. The the like major one that came out was the Spider Man game for PlayStation Four, sure, which did really well. Um, and so now it's likely that you know they're trying to catch up with that because I don't I don't think that they have too much uh what do you call it uh I don't think they have too much pull over that game since with Spider-Man uh, also with it being on the PlayStation which is a Sony affiliate that they have that much say over it but with the with the video game I think they're trying to make their own sort of Arkham situation right so in the game, you can play as Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, um, Captain America, mm -hmm. and at least from what we've seen, Hawkeye is missing from there. Uh, we don't know if he's going to show up or not. And then they also added in Miss Marvel as the well, one of, one of the main characters of the game. And then it's like you're using their powers, you're fighting enemies. I, I know there's a fight, I believe there's a fight with Taskmaster in there where you're playing as Black Widow and you're fighting with Taskmaster. There's there's lots of cool stuff in there. Um, but yeah, like... I do love Taskmaster. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. They definitely need to... <laughs> yeah. I believe he's going to be in the Black Widow movie, right? As he should, yeah. Yes, so so that's going to be really fun. But yeah, with, with Marvel, they're, they're just trying to take take everything as as, as far as, as far as they can, especially with these TV shows. They're trying to solidify something on their own, which is, you know, they had a good thing going with the Netflix situation. The devil of hell's kitchen. The smart ass detective. We got a problem? The righteous ex-con. My bad. And the kid with a glowing fist. Yes, I want you to be. The war for New York is here. But you know, now they're trying to, well, I would say Disney more than Marvel itself, <clears throat> trying to pull out of that and then just get to get to the point where they have everything on their own. So it's not Netflix's Daredevil series. It's Marvel's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They want to put it know. all into one world. Right, yeah. Which I'm a little worried about. And they want everything to be theirs. That's sure. also the, the key point. Right. Um, and yeah, like you said, it, it is worrying because it that means that they'll basically have the mark the market cornered. Sorry to interrupt. When it, yeah, we we need one in every episode, so I'm glad, I'm glad you yeah, yeah glad you jumped in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they'll basically have the market cornered when it comes to Marvel stuff. Like D Disney will have the market cornered, so you won't be able to 
I fear that it'll get to the point where you won't be able to get to Marvel stuff without going through Disney in some fashion first. Hmm. Um, I hope it doesn't come to that. Like, I hope that there's at least some other non-Disney affiliated outlets for Marvel content. But um, yeah, who who knows? It'll be the comics. It'll always be the comics. But <laughs> how long will it be before Disney starts to Buy up jump in that that area? Yeah, because a lot of a lot of the newer comics are more or less based on the movies in some form or fashion. Hmm. So with the newer Guardians of the Galaxy comics, they're not exactly one-to-one with the movie, but I feel like they do take heavy inspiration from the, the movie versions. I come from Earth, a planet of outlaws. My name is Peter Quill. There's one other name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Well, Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. Guys? Forget it. So, the characters that were depicted in the movie were, like, the characters from the comic books were morphed into something more similar and recognizable to that. Which I love, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've enjoyed of any of the animated series where there's been a manipulation or an invention mm. in the animated series. Yeah. Harley Quinn came from the animated series. Jumping to DC, as I always do, but famous, the, the perhaps the most famous character where that's happened. So now the cinematic universe is impacting the comics, you're saying, for Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, yeah. And like I said, it's not, it's not one-to-one. Like, it's not... They're telling sure. the exact same story. Of course, but of course. Yeah, I, I do feel mm-hmm. like the characters, personalities, and things like that do pull from pull from the comic. I mean, the the movies a lot. And I mean, Loki, if anybody. Oh, Loki, big time. It's huge. I mean, yeah. I mean and that's well, Hiddleston. That's, that's, yeah. that's, well, that's Hiddleston bringing that aspect to a character where he's so... Charismatic but, and but, oh, kind TV of lovable at the, at the same time. Like for the longest yeah. time, he was like, "Ah, oh, he is the douchebag brother." I mean, yeah, he's charming. He's got this cool uh, charisma that you you gravitate to. But at the same time, you're like, "Fuck, he cannot be trusted." Yeah. Oh, Jesus! Of course, I'm alive. What are you doing here? What do you mean? What am I doing? I'm stuck in this stupid chair. Where's your chair? Why did you get a chair? Well, get me out of this one. I can't. Get me out of Huh? I've never met this man in my life. He's my brother. Adopted. Fuck, he cannot be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I feel like before he used to be more of, like, the uh, Thor's loser evil brother. Yes, yes, yes. And now he's kind of more his own thing at this point. And I do believe that they that they put together a new line of Loki comics. Right. Um, Which I like design wise is, is really interesting. Like he's really coming into his own. Um, I mean, you know, I, when I was reading these comics as a kid and watching and, and the cartoons came into play when I was older, but Loki specifically wasn't anybody to really remember. I mean, he was another character. He's on in, in line with Mysterio quite right. frankly, or a bunch of different Spider-Man villains that are out there. Um, less recognizable than even Doc Ock, for example. Mm. Dr. Octopus, uh, Green Goblin. I mean, I'm likening or relating it to Spider-Man's gallery of villains because they're so famous. And and he's got such a a, a distinct set of specific characters. Going back to the comics, I can't even think of like, I guess Dr. Doom would be an Avengers villain. 
sometimes. I mean, who? Uh, uh, An Avengers Kang, villain, I guess. Like, yeah, it would be Kang, Thanos, global threats, the big yeah. ones. Yeah, like Fin Fang Foom. Sometimes, basically. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, that is telling about. Also, on on a side note, I, I noticed that I, I say basically too much, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to try and fix that, too. Oh, e- oh, each podcast, I try and, like, we're, fix we're, a different we are, issue I have. We are essentially heroes. We're not, we're not basically <laughs> anything. Right. Yeah, I got to keep it on brand. I'm sorry, man. I'm trying my best here. Oh, yeah, sorry. But, you were saying? Uh, there was something I came across. There was an article that was relating specifically the X-Men to the Avengers. Mm. And what was interesting about this, and I, can't, and I, I, I chose the word ensemble early here, because one of the biggest takeaways I came uh, I, I, I derived from this article was that the Avengers is an ensemble team right they get together for it's not even like a band it's kind of like uh, you know the group uh, I'm thinking of it was a super group in the late 70s 80s it was composed of uh, I think it was traveling Wilbur- Wilburys I believe it was it was George Harrison um I can't believe I'm slipping on this. There's a bunch of different heavy hitting. This I need to confirm because um, people will be angry that I don't know this specific rock. Yeah, I, I definitely don't know. I'm not, I'm not too <laughs> familiar with the 70s rock scene. Uh, so, yeah, the, if you Google them, the first thing that comes up is the, the super group. This was uh, <clears throat> um, the rock star that recently passed away. Actually, he passed last year. Okay, George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynne, Tom Petty. Oh, okay. Tom Petty. I mean, uh, and, and this, but but again, they weren't a band. Mm. They were this group of superstars who came together for this. I don't know how many albums. I'd like, I should listen to their albums. I'm curious. But the Avengers kind of work like that. Right. Because the X-Men are always the X-Men. There's a rotating list of members that come in. Actually, it's not. There's core members, and then every so often you've got new members, and they, they, they graduate younger teams into the X-Men. Avengers don't work like that, except they kind of cinematically well, did that. Iron Man's kind of grooming the next set with Vision, and who's supposed to be at that point? Well, um, I, actually, in, in the comics, at least, um, well, yeah, in, in the comics, I would say that the Avengers do rotate out a lot. Okay. Um, in the comics, you don't see too much of just the the ogs there sure. like it's not just iron man like you rarely see that uh with like iron man captain america Thor. like it's always just somebody else in there so they'll put in uh, venom they'll put in um who else there's been a lot of venom's been an avenger yeah venom's an avenger hercules they'll put in <laughs> <laughs> lots of people. I'm pretty sure Sabretooth has been sure. an Avenger. Get out of here. Yeah, Wolverine, Spider-Man, um, Luke Cage, Daredevil. Welcome to your first day at Avengers Tower, Spider-Man. Mr. Stark has requested you join the team in the second door down the left corridor. Thanks, Jarvis. Gotta remember to not act like a clueless newbie. Avenger Spidey is confident, cool, ready for anything. Spidey in the house, Avengers! They've, and that's but that's my point. It's 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 so I, I feel like the Avengers is actually one of the teams that rotates the most. That's out and that's my teams. point that it's this ensemble team, yeah. which is why you don't have specific villains. Mm. X Men, Magneto, uh, unquestionably Magneto. You've got Apocalypse. You've got uh, Juggernaut. We talked about earlier tonight. 
Uh, you have this, this this cast of characters that are always there. Um, first class, uh, Sebastian Shaw. Uh, yeah. The, the, the league, you know, the circle, I forgot the name, but um, the, the team that he puts together played by Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So the Avengers don't have that, though. The Avengers get together mm-hmm. with this ensemble threat, very similar to Avengers in the, in the first movie, right. Avengers 1. They come together. Loki puts together this alien invasion. They're like, oh, Okay, we need to get everyone to team up to fight. All right, listen up. Until we can close that portal, our priority is containment. Barton, I want you on that roof. Eyes on everything. Call out patterns and strays. Stark, you've got the perimeter. Anything gets more than three blocks out, you turn it back or you turn it to ash. Thor, you got to try and bottleneck that portal. Slow him down. He got the lightning. Light the bastards up. You and me, we stay here on the ground. We keep the fighting here. And Hulk. Smash. Same thing happens yet again in Thanos, and then they split apart. Perfect example. I was watching Civil War. No, uh, excuse me. Cap 2. Mm. Winter Soldier. You've got these giant ships that are coming out of, was it DC, where S.H.I.E.L.D. is now turning into Hydra? Right. <laughs> and they're about to target the entire planet. <laughs> like with, 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 uh, They're about to wipe. It wasn't Thanos' 50% of the population, but they're a uh, the, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D slash Hydra was now about to target the entire planet by killing, I don't know how many millions of people were just going to be like executed right. by way of this program that, that was happening, like this algorithm that that system happened. Okay. And they had Cap, Black Widow, Falcon, and Bucky was on there. Bucky was on the Hydra side. Yeah. Bucky was the Winter Soldier. It was, yeah. So that's it. I mean, in that, I mean, in that scene, you don't see Iron Man coming in like mm-hmm. very easily. Roadie, yeah. Iron Patriot. I mean, yeah. Uh, and, and you'd think Nick Fury, of course, would use the um, the alien communicator given him given to him by his godlike friend, yeah. who could have solved that issue exactly. in like exactly. two seconds. I don't know how many of those carriers, those helicarriers, were about to come up and take out. However, I don't know if it was the whole planet. I was America. I don't know if it was just the, the, the United States, the, the, the potential villains that were going to come. But my point is, <clears throat> villains and the teams that they uh, uh, are, 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 when I write these characters, I think of the good guys and the bad guys. I think, you know, they're, they're, they're really, they're, 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 there's A and B when I come up with them. Avengers came up like separately as a thing like, all right, we need this band that's going to come together, but mm-hmm. it's not a real band. It's a super group like the travel, like the traveling wilburs. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, and yeah. that's why I'm curious. What is Loki bringing to it? What is going to come? Uh, Dr. Doom is another character. He's not in the Avenger world. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, sometimes he delves in. I want to know where we're Avengers going with it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And what's even greater, too, is, is, is the point that you made where. If Loki started as this devious, unquestionable brother, the brother who who, who, who just, nobody liked, nobody liked, and he's in D-list, in the, in the, in, and, and <laughs> the perpetually villain. in the shadow of of, of Thor, mm-hmm. the Fabio slash awesome brother of all time, right? Yeah. Who's who's in line to become the next Odin and take over Asgard, and never escaping out of that shadow, right? right. Fighting vehemently to 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 find his way or find uh, uh, allegiance from a set of people in which case in the Avengers he's hoping that'll be Earth 
Now, all of a sudden, he's charming. And now he's like, he's a good guy. He's killed by Thanos. But in Endgame, he's out. Now he's like coordinating different timelines. Yeah. And he's back to his old self. So that's fucking cool. I like what they did with it. That's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you're saying the comic is now taking on a different. Yeah, with the comic. Um, uh, well, actually, I haven't delved too far into it, but it's probably will get into Loki more personally and just give him even further character development and build him into kind of not as much of a villain so much as a gray area kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So, which is what the comics do tend to do is they take villains and then they just give them more to work with. And by the time they're done, they're not so much a villain as much as, well, actually it it depends on the story. Cause a lot of times they'll put the villain in a situation where they have to do the hero thing. Mm. And then from there, it'll kind of just um, move on to their, just something else. So, for example, there are a bunch of comics where I remember there was a comic where Carnage sacrificed himself to save uh, either Spider-Man or like other people. Or, but I remember there was a comic where Carnage was helping Spider-Man. Hmm. Um, so situations like that. And yeah, I would say about 40% of supervillains have at some point joined the hero side. Um, case in point, Red Hulk. That's he's right. a he's That's a good right. guy. Right. Um, I mean, Wolverine started out as a villain and now he's the X-Men hero. Sure. You know? He was an anti I don't yeah. know if I would call him a villain. He was just kind of a lone wolf doing his own thing. So he he was sent to hunt the Hulk and stuff. But right. he, he was presented as an antagonist character. Um Juggernaut. Sure. He joined the X-Men, sure. you know, and uh, I believe it was the, what was it, uh, World War Hulk comic book where he comes back from Sakaar and he's pissed because the, um, he believes that the Avengers killed the wife that he had on Sakaar. So he comes back to Earth ready to Sakaar's kick, kick planet, me. is planet Hulk. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the planet that he's sent to. Which is kind of where he fights the gladiator Ragnarok. battles. Right. Okay. Yeah. That 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 is the planet in Ragnarok. Sakaar. Oh, it is the planet. Yeah, oh, that okay, is the planet. It. Yes. Okay. That's cool. Where they have the gladiator matches. Mm. All of Sakar now looks to you. What if they're looking in the wrong direction? You are their savior. I've never been called anything but a monster. Hulk. Those from your old world did not understand you. They did not know you. Not like we do. We've witnessed your true strength. All my life I've moved from one fight to the next. Now I don't know what to do. Then allow me to take that journey with you. In World War Hulk the comic, he makes his way back to Earth with a band of gladiators and he is determined to destroy the heroes and take over earth. Mm. So he basically goes, I said basically again, sorry. <laughs> so he goes through right. a list of heroes and just starts taking them out. And he ends up at the X-Men mansion mm -hmm. and 
he picks a fight with everyone there and including Professor X, including everyone. And the kids like have to run inside and then Juggernaut shows up and he's kind of in just regular clothes at that point. But Juggernaut takes on the Hulk protecting the X-Mansion. And yeah, it was it was really interesting. It's always interesting to see those those situations where the the villain morphs into the hero. Saber Sabretooth, another big one. Sabretooth is I remember seeing a comic where Deadpool was convinced that Sabretooth killed his parents. And at that point, Sabretooth was he was either with the X-Men or he was partnered up with some team of good guys. But Sabretooth had to fight Deadpool and also talk him out of his unfounded rage because okay. Sabretooth actually didn't kill his parents. Nah. So you have Sabretooth trying to be the voice of reason to Deadpool who is trying really hard to kill him. And so I always love seeing situations like that. <laughs> so where are we going? Where are, like, what's that? Is Loki, the TV show is scheduled. Right, yes. Right. The, the TV show is scheduled for spring 2021 mm-hmm. as the, as part, a little bit later in, in the phase four launch uh, among the movies and, and TV shows. So probably going to get into a lot of different situations and build more, build the story out more. And I can't say too much. I didn't read into the proposed storyline for Loki too much. The only mm-hmm. thing I know is that people don't like the logo for it, <laughs> which I, I can kind of see where they're coming from. It's so a, this is a little busy. Uh, I'm looking at the phase four here. We got spring 2021 when Loki's coming. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so hopefully by then, by then, we will have, well, we'll have gone through everything the schedule for 2020, and then we'll probably have a better idea of what it'll be going for, unless maybe Loki is going to be some sort of uh, prequel situation to just fill out more of the world that we didn't know about. I can't say. Uh, sorry if that information is already out there. I, I yeah, I didn't look into. Loki, and that's the TV show. Right, yes, on Disney+. So Plus. the next films that are scheduled to come in 2020, what are we looking at here? I believe Black Widow is the next one that's that, supposed to drop. And I see Falcon Winter Soldier. That's not, that's TV? Right, that's TV. That's yeah, TV. That's, yes. Eternals, so everything with the Disney Plus logo so right here. Is the next film? Uh, Black Widow Black in Widow, May. and then Eternals. And November for Eternals. Right. That's fascinating. Yes. Because that's... I mean, compared to, let's take a look. What's what's off the top of your head? Last year, what was Marvel between Endgame, between Infinity War? What happened between Infinity War and Endgame? Infinity War was April 2018. Right. Then came Ant Man and the Wasp, July. Then came the 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 unexpected hit. I think people did not expect Captain Marvel to do as well as it did. Captain Marvel was March of 2019. Then came Endgame. And then they followed up with Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. Now, of those movies, one, two, three, four, I think four of those movies took in a billion. Each. Right. 
right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't one beat. I think it's been a while since Marvel hasn't made a billion dollars. Okay. Think about that. So that means, and they're gonna, and they're banking on Black Widow right. prequel, which mm-hmm. I expect will do it. It's never easy these days. So what are you going to do? I've lived a lot of lives, but I'm done running from my past. I know you're out there. I know you know I'm out here. So we're going to talk like grown-ups? Is that what we are? And then the chance of the eternal, which nobody knows about. I, I would say based on the cast that they put for it. Tell me about that. For it. I want to hear this. So, so this is going to be pretty uh, uh, awesome, yeah, right? Okay. All right, all right. So check check this out. Yeah, I get it, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm and I'm a fan. I love the tours. They have Richard Madden as uh, Icarus. Uh, sorry, I don't know. I don't know too much about the Eternals, but I'm I'm just going based on what's out right now. All right. They have Angelina Jolie as Athena. Yeah. They have uh, Ma Dung Sok as uh, I I believe he was actually supposed to be playing the uh, character. Gilgamesh, mm-hmm. I believe that's what I read. But on here, it has him as the forgotten one. Okay. Yeah, but Gilgamesh. He's he's a very popular Korean actor. Okay, I believe he was in Train to Busan, which is a an extremely fun movie. Check it out on Netflix. Okay, they have Kumail Nanjiani, famous comedian. He was just I just watched him in Stuber, and he, yeah, and that movie's hysterical. He, yeah, I he's amazing, it. right? Absolutely yeah. loved it. He's so awesome. He was also in Franklin and Bash. Yeah. Uh, was he part of Silicon Valley? Yes. The show? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. That. Yes. 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 People yeah. probably more know him there than right. anything. I loved Franklin and Bash. I'm not, uh, as an attorney, I don't like Law and Order. I never enjoyed watching it. I know law school students and attorneys love watching that. Franklin and Bash was a party and it was enjoyable. I yeah. liked watching legal stuff that made me not think. Right. So, and that's where Kumal. Kumail Nanjiani. Nanjiani. Yeah, <laughs> yeah was that's where he comes in. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And then they got uh, John Snow himself, Kit Harrington, uh, slating for was this Black Knight. I'm not sure how accurate these um, uh, Google search results are, but that's just what it says right now. I should, I, pro- I should probably I, I be looking at. I don't see this at, crossing. Yeah, I don't see this crossing, and I don't know the numbers. Of... And then they also have Selma Hayek yeah, okay. cast as well. Uh, Gemma Chan. I know she's also pretty big. So yeah, with with these with these cast members, I feel like they're they're really going for. So in, instead of using the popularity of the characters sure. to sell the movie, they're using the actors to sell the characters. So that's been the Marvel recipe, right? For years. How do you sell a movie like Ant Man? which most people who even read the comic, most fanboys, for example. Not even into Ant-Man that no, much. No, yeah. I mean, really, he you probably could has say, a niche fan base, you but You could kind of say, I mean, uh, 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 some of our, of our, <laughs> of our listeners. Well, actually, yeah. actually, I think, I do think a lot of people actually were into Hank Pym. Do you want to grab him with me? I'm Ant-Man. They're Hulk fans. Wait, they don't know no, Ant-Man. No. Oh, he nobody, feels does. Bad. nobody does. No, he wants to. I he wants to take a picture with them. <laughs> yeah, look, should... he's even saying no, he doesn't. I but get come it. Come on, the kid. I don't want it but, either. But you, I don't want a picture with them. But he's gonna feel bad. Sorry. They're happy to. Yeah, they said they'll do it. I don't want. No, you you feel bad. Take the goddamn phone. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, but so selling nobody selling it as selling it as nobody had an ant, but selling comic. it as I Scott never, Lang. I, I listen, think is, yeah, I was, is the hard I was, part. I was reading the comics. You know I, what? I, I, think I also think of, of the trading of cards. When I was mm-hmm. a kid, I was getting the Marvel trading cards. I don't yeah. remember Ant-Man being one of the like, the, the, the harder ones to get. He wasn't a hologram. I know that. I'll tell you that. Maybe yeah. now it would be. But yeah, even Iron Man. I mean, Stern talks. I, I'm an yeah. avid listener of Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. He loves. To, he talks about the fact that nobody read Iron Man growing up. It's yeah. true. I mean, Iron Man was this cool, like, I don't know, rich dude in New York, basically, that had an iron suit. But yeah. he was not the, 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 he was certainly not what Downey brought to the role. Right. So how do you do it, right? You have Downey, same thing. It's, it's, it, it is the Marvel recipe with their films. They take a character who is a major, a heavy hitter in the um, comic book world, bring it to the cinematic life, and then back it up with an old school heavy hitting actor, mm. right? Which is what you did with Ant-Man, for example. Hank Pym um, was played by Michael Douglas. Right. And, and then even at that point, Paul Rudd was pretty big. Paul Rudd was getting big too, but he out, wasn't yeah. big enough to have this other heavy hitting yeah. actor. Same thing in, quite frankly, like if you look at Cap Civil, uh, Cap, I, just, I was just watching, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. You've got Cap, um, um, Chris Evans, now huge, okay? But he wasn't that huge initially. Yeah. He was up there. And even in the first movies, he talks about being like, he's like, you know, Captain America's not as important as he should be. Like mm-hmm. he's kind of, he feels slighted. He be, he gets there, of course. Yeah. It was Cap versus Iron Man. But even in that movie, you had, um, who played uh, the, the bad guy? Who played the dude? In, in, um, who am I thinking of? I'm, I'm, I hate that I'm slipping on all these names right now. Um, in uh, 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 Civil War, uh, excuse me, I keep saying that, in, in Winter Soldier. In Winter Soldier, the guy who played which person? Uh, not the CIA, the S.H.I.E.L.D. guy. He's the the top of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's coordinating all this. Oh, stuff. um. Major actor. Dude, like old school actor. Is yeah, yeah. Uh, is it Redford? Yes, Robert, Rob, yeah. thank you, Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Robert Redford is playing that. Um, even in Iron Man 1. Yeah. Uh, Obadiah yeah. Stane. Right. He's played by... Bridger, Bridges. Yeah, <laughs> Russell, Russell Bridges. No. Wait, no. Um, yeah, shoot. Jeff Bridges, big, he's a big Lebowski. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so he was Obadiah Stane. That's been their protocol all along. Can't believe I said Russell Bridges. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mixed it up with Kurt Russell. Russell Crowe? You mixed it up? Russell Crowe? Yeah. No, I, I probably missed it up with, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, you're saying. And I'm just, I'm, and I'm picking, yeah, I'm picking the films that are most well known here. Um, I'm, I've got to think about. Oh, Thor. Who was uh, Thor's mom? Oh, uh, I forgot her name. <laughs> These are all heavy hitting actors. Yeah, is my point. And that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's um, what they do. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. As Odin. Huge. You know. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. They do that in order to sell it to a different population mm-hmm. who's going to say, or a different audience who's going to say, all right, I would never go see Thor, but I like Anthony Hopkins. All right. You know what? I'm going to take my, my, my 15-year-old son. I'm going to, you know, we're going to have a little outing. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy this. Whatever. Uh, kids will go. Uh, parents are like, it's a different, it's a different angle. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm glad that they gave his mom that screen time that she needed during yes. Endgame. Yes. Russo. Right, yeah. Yes. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I always did well, want to see a little bit more of the relationship between Thor and his mom. His head was over there. His body over there. And 
<laughs> what was the point? I was too late. I was just standing there. Some idiot with an axe. No, you're no idiot. You're here, aren't you? Seeking counsel from the wisest person in Asgard. Yeah, yes. Idiot now. A failure? Absolutely. It's a little bit harsh. Do you know what that makes you? Just like everyone else. I'm not supposed to be like everyone else, am I? Everyone fails at who they're supposed to be, Thor. The measure of a person, of a, a hero, is how well they succeed at being who they are. With Thor and them fleshing him out more throughout the movies, they kind of gave him that relationship that moms tend to have with their sons. I yes. think as as far as humanizing him goes, that's probably the best move they could have made. So sure. I, yeah, just pointing out how much I like that uh scene that they had. Yes. It was great. And that's what but but what what I'm and what you're saying is that they're using actors in the Eternals to sell it. Right. You've got Salma Hayek. Yep. You've got Angelina Jolie. Right. Uh, you've got Kit Harrington. Yeah. Right. That's Jon Snow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't watch Game of Thrones. That, um, me either. Yeah. You uh, haven't either. I I watch bits and pieces. Basically, basically when I'm when I'm with my mom and she's watching it, <laughs> I'll I'll watch it with her, and yes. that's the only time I'll I'll watch it. Uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah, <laughs> this, um, yeah. But there's, right, there's right, lots right. of sore feelings around that show. Yeah, understood. Understood. Mm -hmm. we, we could talk about that at a later date, perhaps. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't know that. Though I personally don't think that using those actors as good as they are, I'm I'm gonna go watch it. Of course, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for any Marvel property to come out. Quite frankly. Um, there's more. There's also Marvel characters that I know and love that nobody else knows. Yeah, <laughs> that I've been watching since I'd love to see them. There's True that. A ton of DC characters that are like that. There's storylines that'll mm -hmm. never come to that light. Um, when it comes to the Eternals, to be the number two cinematic property that's going to come in Phase Four, and Feige says it, it's a gamble. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you you know about the whole. Uh, well, we hinted on it in the horror podcast, but we, but, um, Scorsese mm. and his comments right. about these movies not being cinema, mm -hmm. right? And Feige came back, I think I read recently, he made a couple different points to, to in, in retort. And one of them was, we do take amp. Uh, actually, no, it was something along the lines of Scorsese said, you're not taking gambles with these characters. When you're watching these films, you don't feel that there's actually something uh, of a, of, a, of, a, of the, there's, there's inherent or real risk. You're not really feeling like, I guess, what the cinematic stuff that Scorsese has worked on, for example, mm. you feel in the same way. The good guys are going to win. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't agree with it. But Feige, in response, said something along the lines of, "Well, we're making the Eternals. That's a risk." <laughs> Mm -hmm. It is a fucking risk. It I is. actually don't think he's responding to Scorsese's point, but yeah, he's trying to make a different one. It's a different one. <laughs> Black Widow. May, I'm not even sure Black Widow is the right way to go. I'm not even mm -hmm. sure if you give me the money, if you put me in the position, um, and I'm not Feige, of course. Feige, I'm, not, I'm not Marvel. I'm not the Russo brothers. So uh, statistically, you go with them. They're the best bet when it comes to this. 
apparently they've got it right. But I, I don't know that Black Widow is the way to go. <laughs> you yeah. give me the money, I'm, I'm going Spider-Man all in. I'm going Spider-Man 3. I'm going Spider-Man and any available properties connected to it. Just more Spider-Man? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> what, What's going to bring in the dollar? I don't know that Black Widow is going to bring in another billion dollars. I mean, right? I don't, and I certainly don't know. I would not bet on the Eternals. I would not bet on characters mm. who you don't know that are going to be allegedly supported by these fantastic actors. I don't think enough people are going to go and see it. I think it's going to be the first time. I don't know where you've had the Marvel properties where they've, I don't think anything, I don't think anything Marvel cinematic since Iron Man 1 has sunk. Mm. I don't know if this is going to be a sinker, but this is going to be the first time. I would, I'm going to, I'm going to predict that they're not going to hit the mark that they need to. For the Eternals mm-hmm. to certainly go yeah. <laughs> onto another property. That is a huge possibility. Not taking that away from it. Um, all I'm saying is that with Marvel, I would say that they know more than anyone how to take something sure. that is not popular sure. and they to with the Guardians. make it awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. With the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. If I told you 15 or 20 years ago yep. that Marvel's going to Gu- do Guardians. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy was going to become this multi-million going towards the billions dollar movie franchise. Yeah, they made three billion with that. Yeah, you would have laughed in my face Mm -hmm. because no one knows, at that point, no one knows who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. No one cares who they are. They're just these random space goons who have comic books. Um, So Marvel took that and through their creative vision, they did take some liberties, but with their creative vision, they made it that into something that's bankable. And now you have TV shows based on that version of Guardians of the Galaxy. You have sure. comics based on sure, that. You have toys. Sure. Basically, every Guardians of the Galaxy thing is based on the movie. So I do feel like if anyone is going to take the Eternals, these characters that the mass public isn't really familiar with and make it into something that is bankable, Marvel will find a way to do it. They'll add their... They'll, I believe that they already have a director attached to it, uh, Zoe Zhao, Chloe Zhao, sorry, who, uh, yeah, she she does have a, a very, a very uh, illustrious film career, and, and also with the indie film circuit. What has so she done? She has <laughs> done... Let's, 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 and I feel such a douchebag saying it as a, as a filmmaker. What is Chloe yeah, Zhao we, doing? We gotta, I want yeah. to know what Chloe Zhao has, has, has put forth prior to coming to now what is going to be the prospect of another billion dollar Marvel film. So at least according to her Wikipedia page, she's done mostly indie films. So she's done Songs My Brothers, Taught Me in 2015, which was in Sundance. She did the writer 2017, <laughs> and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure she has other I'm, stuff I'm as really well. I'm really happy about that because yeah. that makes me think. Okay, let's 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 me and you talk to DC. Let's get let's get on the ball. Here. Yeah, dude. Of course. And <laughs> if Chloe Zhao is making the Eternals, you and I could absolutely make anything. Yeah, and and so that that's and that's one thing that allowed Marvel to get where it is. Yep. Is that they take these chances. Not, not even just taking the chances, but they go into these movies with a vision. Yeah. So they don't go into this, uh, they don't go into movies thinking, okay, this is going to be an action movie and it's going to be like this and the lead guy is going to be like this. And well, they, they take, they do some of that, but it's not to the point where it's formulaic 
just man with gun action, sure. you know. They add in these elements of just differentness. They add in the music. They add in the cinematography. They add in the color sometimes. They're getting better with it. But for like with Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, they took they took a lot of different approaches to it, adding in the music and just the the vibes and the relationships between these characters with, you could say, with Black Panther, you know, adding in all the African culture, bringing on Ryan Coogler, who's sure. a great director. Sure. We are home. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over. I'm gonna burn it all. What happens now determines what happens to the rest of the world. You, what else is out? Um, I mean, even even with Endgame and Infi- Infinity Captain War and Marvel. Endgame, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel as well. But uh, they took a character that is that was relatively unknown. Yeah, in cartoons, she was a late comer when it comes to the Avengers. Right, made a great story. They spun it in nineteen ninety five. It was a good movie. Yeah, they, <laughs> I they, certainly enjoyed. it. I had my problems with certain parts of it. Yeah, they added the atmosphere, but it was enjoyable. But yeah. also, what I, what I like about Infinity War and Endgame specifically is that there is a a sensitivity to it that you don't find in most action movies. Sure. And is rare to find in these big budget Hollywood films. There's a sensitivity to it among the characters. You feel for these people and as they, you watch them lose, you watch them cry, you watch them fall apart, and then you watch them get back up again. Mm -hmm. And that's a theme that is explored a lot in indie movies, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, with Thor Ragnarok, bringing on Taika Waititi was huge because He's also a director with that really unique vision you, who's doing things that you won't see other people do. He came out with this movie not too long ago, Jojo Rabbit, which is just a wild thing to think that exists, but he did it because he's he just has this vision, you know? So, yeah, I I do think that is definitely a risk for Marvel, but now is the time for them to take those risks see, because I, they, I, they've already did everything. I, I disagree. So when did when did Guardians come out? That was two thousand and uh, we, 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 not we, not eleven. We it really was, need Nightwing. Uh, Night Nightwing. We Night need Night, Nightwheel back mm-hmm. <laughs> to help us in these moments. But uh, thank God for the internet. But two thousand fourteen. Okay, right. I was way off. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So I just want to see in two thousand fourteen what mm-hmm. was happening. Not good with dates. <laughs> <laughs> so 2014 was really okay. 2014, the movie Guardians came out just before Avengers Age of Ultron and mm. after Winter Soldier. Russo brothers come in, right? So the say so 2013 was Iron Man 3. Oh, okay. Avengers was May 2012. May 2012, uh, uh, Avengers. Iron Man a year later, Thor Dark World. 
people people are like actually think that's their worst Marvel property. I disagree with it, but yeah. <laughs> Captain America Winter movie. Soldier and then Guardians, mm-hmm. right? So now the in that world they're taking the risk mm-hmm. of Guardians and they're just throwing it out. I think they're just throwing it out there. They're like, we've spent five eighteen billion dollars now on these movies. Let's throw out Guardians. They've mm-hmm. got a great script. Uh What's his name? Who had all the controversy? The director. James Gunn, James Gunn comes out, mm-hmm. writes it, throws it out there. I think James Gunn's part writer or something. Um, throw it out there. It crushes it. Yep. Now, I disagree with it being the time. I, you, you're right. This is, I understand that Marvel and, 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 and the money they've made and the properties they've now. And. N- out of the park every time. Also, the reputation. The reputation they yeah. have. Yeah, so of course. overseas, of there's course. more people into Marvel characters than there ever have been, you know, in... And that might be the only angle I would agree with you with. Mm-hmm. On one point, when you said that one actor who's big, who's the Korean actor. Who's right, yeah. Forgotten mm-hmm. One, and you said he's playing Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. That might, that's the one thing that I might understand in this respect. But I disagree with this being the time for them to gamble. Because you've got so, I, I, I'm not the only one who's heard it. You have so many people who are making superhero films. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing and creating superhero characters mm-hmm. at a time where people are now saying, I'm done. I'm sick of the superhero characters. Now, we grew True. up reading them. We grew up reading the comics. You and I, I read, I read the comics. I watched the cartoons. I still watch the cartoons. Mm-hmm. I love them and I always will. Same. But there are so many people who've never done any of that. And they've just gotten into the movies. And now they're like, all right, I'm done. You know what? These superhero movies, I'm done with these superhero movies. I don't want to see them anymore. But that's the thing. <clears throat> here, here is how you get around that uh-huh. is that you. Hire Angelina Jolie. <laughs> that. <laughs> Call up uh, Jon Snow <laughs> to the cinematic world. Also that. And, <laughs> and you make people watch superhero movies without making them feel like they're watching a superhero movie. Sure. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, well, con- so kind of. Uh, kind of pull a joker there so you take a what could be considered a superhero story okay and you just give it a interesting personality and allow it to exist that way i'm not i'm not opposed to that I'm so not, i'm not opposed to it I'm so not. so these new uh, at least for the eternals movie it might not feel like a typical superhero movie one because they're not superheroes right these are celestial beings who oversee the marvel universe so they're not going to be out there saving people from falling out of buildings and, yeah, and another all that aspect stuff. That they're, they're going to be controlling the cosmos and creating life itself sure which is a whole different realm than anything that's been explored up until now and basically the eternals are well the the celestials are the reason that Marvel exists. They were the ones who created the tendency of, at least in the comics, they're the ones who created the tendency of life on Earth to change and mutate in the ways that they do. Because in real life, you know, you get hit by radiation, you get cancer, you die. In the Marvel universe, you get superpowers, and they're the ones who made it like that. And so just seeing that is going to be pretty awesome, I feel like. I uh, disagree. Okay. <laughs> I disagree because it's not relatable. Mm. It's not these characters. They'll, they'll find a way to make it relatable. relatable. Even the guardians. They out, will. That out, is that is the, the last problem. I, 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 I they like made it. Thor relatable. 
Sure, because he's, he, he's a fifteen-year, fifteen-hundred-year-old war god. Yeah, and he also and they made to, him uh, made him relatable. He needs to do Peloton. He got to a point. He made him, they made him relatable because he, he drank beer and got fat, <laughs> like like <laughs> no, all he, of us. No, even before that, in Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> he was very relatable. Oh, he was fun. They made him funny. <laughs> they brought him down from the. They they gave him very yeah. human emotions. Yeah, that he as didn't opposed have to that lofty uh, Asgardian yeah. planetary. Uh, God, he's a, he's a god. He's the exactly. god of thunder. He's a king, also. Which, which prince, is what I was talking right? about with with vision. You know, yeah. like you go with the first two movies. He's a oh, big buff god guy, just kills things. But after that, he's he has an actual personality to go with. Perfect chance to take a quick spot break for uh, our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we take a break? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Do you want to ask my permission? <laughs> yeah. Just got to run out. BRB. Essentially Heroes tonight is brought to you by Class & Co. Co-working space located on 260 Ainsley Street in Brooklyn. They've got co-working space as conveniently located two blocks away from the Graham Avenue L train stop. And they are available for any of your co-working needs be it a small office, medium office, or a co-working space, or even event space. If you've got any sort of event or seminar or conference of any sort for a weekend or evening, they are available. And as Etienne, you know, their co-working time, uh, availability, uh, space needs have been fantastic. So thank you to Class & Co. for all of your co-working needs. Thank you to Class and Co. And now back to the show. Tell me about what we know. Mm. I don't know anything about the Eternals. I understand there are some characters that I may know, but tell me about what's to come that we do know. Because now right, we 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 disagree, and we will see what comes in. When is this now? May of uh, what are we looking at here? When the Eternals comes out? May of twenty? No. Uh, Supposed to drop November sixth, twenty twenty. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, God bless. I guess they're putting that much money and they're expecting that much from TV to come. But I mean, I want, I want more. I want more from the Marvel properties that I do know. I want more from the stories that I've already seen. I want to see Spidey come in and That's take coming. over. That that I is coming. I don't have time for. Yeah, I mean, I understand that you're that that you have specific uh, tastes. There are that you want to keep there up are, with, and there are definite. This is not the arc to bring the X-Men in. Mm. How long do I have to wait for the X-Men? For the X-Men to come in. You're, they, you're, look, you showed me phase four. It's going to 2022. <laughs> Where are the fucking X-Men? I, I need them. Yeah. Is, I don't have time for this. But, but you don't want them to rush it and make mess it up. I, agreed, but, agreed. But I, but but I do feel like they'll they'll find some way to slip them in in either the shows. Because I'm not even sure that this is the that the list that we have here is the end-all, be-all, sure, comprehensive sure. list. So they might end I mean, up it, slipping something in. This is ending with uh, Thor in November of 2021. Right. So, And we are sitting here doing the podcast November 19th of 2019. So two years from now. Two years. All right. Mm-hmm. So two years, I got to wait for no X-Men? Yeah. All right. Let's write some X-Men. Let's, I, uh, let's I, write I, some I, X-Men properties. <laughs> I don't think they're going to wait. <laughs> that They're going to they're gonna slip something in there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, even with... The uh, Doctor Strange uh, movie that's coming up, that looks to be very hopeful because since it's a multiverse of madness, they have the 
freedom to slip into different continuities, into different stories that haven't been told yet. So I wager that if they're going to start introducing new characters, then it will be somewhere around there. Mm. And, and then bring in the X-Men, bring in the Fantastic Four, bring in the Thunderbolts for Pete's sake, like whatever, whatever you got to do. <laughs> they they, they kind of had their shot. And they yeah, I know. I know. They, well, they'll, they'll find another way to get them back, I feel like. But just the bad reputation around that, they got to let that cool off a little bit. Um, so, yeah, John, you were saying that you had uh, something you want to bring up. Yeah, I mentioned that there is a different angle and there is something I do trust when it comes to box office. Mm-hmm. We actually were in a position where we were trusting this element. And that element is the Eastern Hemisphere mm-hmm. and the box office that it brings. Right. If the Eternals is angling by way of this Korean actor, uh, Don Lee. Well, yeah, well, they, they call him Don Lee. Don Lee, uh, Ma also, Dong-suk. Yeah, Ma Dong-suk. Okay, so Ma Dong-suk. I just want to see what that, what that, that little squib said. Oh, of course, I hit the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, um, we'll cut this out. <laughs> now, if Don Lee, what did it say there? He's, he's a Korean-American actor with breakout performance, trained to Busan, which I never saw. He's become one of the most popular bankable actors in South Korea. Yeah, you should if, see... Trained to Busan, by I the way, because it's it's amazing. All right, it's so I'll cool. give it a shot. It's, okay. ba- it's basically but, what the Resident Evil movie should have been. Okay, IMO. That sounds so, cool. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and, well, if they're angling by way of bringing him in, if mm-hmm. he is, I don't know, if he's Downey, if he's their Downey, for example, mm-hmm. then boom, that's bringing in, I don't know, a half billion dollars potentially out of the Asian mm-hmm. market. Right. This yeah. is something that uh, one of the one of my favorite authors who I. Uh, um, pay attention to frequently when it comes to cinema, when it comes to superhero cinema box office. Okay. Um, he writes for Forbes. His name's Scott Mendelson. And I've been reading his articles for years. There's an article that he just wrote in October talking about superhero, superhero movies, why they are so famous, why they're mm-hmm. so significant in Hollywood. And much of it is because his point is that everything else just gets ignored. It falls to the wayside. Yeah. I think there's more to that, but he's been writing this stuff for years and he talks about the Asian markets, especially Fast and Furious capitalized on it with mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift in that series years ago, a yep. long time ago, right? That was technically the second or third film. It was the second, no, third one. Yeah, it was the third. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Fast and Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yes. And then, and then that. Yeah. Tokyo Drift mm-hmm. was a completely different mm-hmm. market and they were angling and they, I think they, they succeeded in that respect. Now, same thing is happening seemingly here. They're trying to take over the world. Because they've got um, the next, and in phase four, separate from um, what we just talked about in the way of the Eternals, but Shang-Chi is coming out. Right. February of 2020. Yes. So even before. Shang-Chi, Marvel's new kung fu movie. (laughs) Right. So they're like, okay, let's really conquer the world. Let's take over. Let's take over the other half of the planet. And if that is the angle, now, I don't, again, I don't know if that's enough for Eternal. If, if that means Eternals does well somehow globally, but not so well in the Western Hemisphere, then I, sure. Then they probably, they, they, they still succeed. 
they still make a billion dollars potentially. Yeah. Right? I mean, so if I'm, the global I- intake after two years, after I don't know how long the legs and, 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 and what and what happens is 1.6 billion, something along those lines, then of course it's it's a success. And if 800 million of that is coming from the Eastern market, then there you go. Same thing. I don't know who Shang-Chi is. I've never known Shang-Chi. Yeah, basically. Uh, Have he's, you? He's Did one you? Of, I, I knew very vaguely of him before it was announced. Okay. Um, he is a Heroes for Hire, or he's been associated with the Heroes for Hire here and there. Okay. Um, I believe he's also with the newer Marvel team that includes uh, Amadeus Cho, Silk, who else? Miss Marvel. There, there's like a, a team that they have hmm. going on right now, and he, he's part of the team. <laughs> see, I'd rather see how Joe. <laughs> yeah. because at least I know. At least I've seen him in the cartoons. And he, he, <laughs> he, should, he should be played by Stephen Yun as well. Who is? That would be, um, you know, the guy who played uh, Glenn from Walking Dead? No. Uh, <laughs> guy, a guy from the trailer I showed you, uh, Mayhem. Oh, yes, the, yes, yeah, yes, yes. That's yes, him, yeah. That dude, okay, he, totally. He's, he's so, All right. he's perfect. He's um, funny. He's, sure, yeah, sure, he's sure. Awesome. But, but again, and that is, that is the, uh, I, I will give them that deference. And that is certainly, uh, if you, you, you and I are filmmakers, uh, Marvel's not giving us a billion dollars to make these movies, mm-hmm. right? But they're trusting Feige. They're trusting the Russos. They're trusting the, the team that they've now put together. And that team is swaying them to an Asian market, potentially, by way of, if Eternals is way, the way to go, if Shang-Chi is going to do this, then, oh, then I'm all for it. I'm all for them gaining a whole nother stream of revenue to come back in and then make the X-Men movies they're looking for. I just don't want to wait. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, they they definitely want to grab as big of an audience as they can sure. because people are always clamoring for the next, um, you know, in, inclusive, you know, movie. Just right. look at how Black Panther did. Of know? course, of course. You know, in in the same year as Crazy Rich Asians, you had Crazy Rich Africans, and <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. And uh, and yeah, it <clears throat> it basically started its own movement going on. So you had people talking about Black Panther nonstop. You had uh, people showing it in for schools. You had people actually going on field trips to go see Black Panther. If that means that, that I don't know, uh, Chinese school children are going to be taking field trips. I don't think in the communist country that they're going to be taking field trips to go see Chang, Shang-Chi, for yeah. example. But Yeah, but probably in the U.S. they may. You know, you have, uh, you have a bunch of Maybe like on the West Coast, you have like a, a lot of, uh, or sometimes on the East Coast, you have a lot of, you know, primarily Asian schools. They might do the same thing. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, they take different things out of movies. So if these people wouldn't have gone to see the movie otherwise, then, you know, why not give them the extra boost? I feel like. I would do a field trip, like a field trip screening of Die Hard. For thirteen year old, for thirteen year old boys in the movie, okay, that's yeah. what they should do. Daily dose of adrenaline. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They need to see John McClane and what it, and what it means. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but um, but yeah, uh, this this movie is definitely going to make big numbers. Like okay. e- even aside from um, just China, the U.S. and other Asian countries, uh, it's also going to be like an interesting new genre to add to things, sure. like the kind of. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like Grindhouse or whatever, but adding in like the martial arts kung fu element, that's something that they haven't really worked with before. So that'll be cool. Um, 
I think that they have Simu Lu and Aquafina attached to the project so far. Um, Aquafina, big actor right now, right. so already banking on the uh, on the on the actor factor, if sure. you will. Okay. And um, yeah, as, as you can see, it's uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. And uh, Ten Rings, you know what that be, means? I'm not saying it's not going to be good. Oh, I do know Mandarin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Understood. And so that's where another, yeah, they're going another to Avengers, uh, Iron Man, Iron Man. It's mainly Iron an Iron Man, Man villain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, we we thought that we weren't going to get any Mandarin action, but he boom, Makluan rings. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so because they there was also that um that short where uh, Ben Kingsley's yes character, the Mandarin, he goes to prison, and then uh, this guy walks up to him. And says, you've been using the Mandarin's name, and now he wants to talk to you. Possibly your portrayal has angered some people. No, I mean, some, some of them are very dangerous. You don't have to tell me, mate. I've seen those bloody internet message boards. Vicious. I'm not talking about the message boards. I'm talking about the Ten Rings. Come again? The terrorist group. Historically associated with the Mandarin. Officially, they're dormant, but evidence suggests that they're becoming more active. Well, the Ten Rings, are they real? It's well documented. You mean to tell me that you don't know the history of the Mandarin himself? He was a warrior king. Inspired generations of men through the Middle Ages, perhaps even further back in time. Hinting that the actual Mandarin was still out there somewhere. And then that's going to be this Mandarin that's Speaking in this movie. Speaking of uh, Mandarin, I, I and don't then know now you... that they've already established magic, they can kind of go wherever they yeah. want with that. Because in Iron watched, Man, you know, go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh no, I was just going to say, like in Iron Man, it would have been harder to pull off the Mandarin and of all course. of his of course. glory. You know, yeah. He's but yeah, Doctors. I feel like the Doctor Strange team could have shown the true Mandarin mm. villain. I mean, they showed Dormammu. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and. Global threat, as far as I'm concerned, and he oh, comes in and multiversal threat. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right, right, right. Multiplane. Um, Mandarin could have been interesting, but uh, just a shout out to, if you recall, Iron Man Armored Adventures. It was a cartoon that mm-hmm. I felt was so underrated. It yeah, was a young Tony Stark. Yeah, I love that one. Own. It was mm-hmm. great. <laughs> I think it. I think it went for one or two, maybe two seasons. He's a man. On a mission in armor of high-tech ammunition. Um, and they got deep into Mandarin. Somewhere. Like he teams yeah, up with um, Mandarin's cha- like uh, his son Jean, or something. Jean right? Con, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is really cool just to see them be friends slash frenemies. Yes. You know? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's cool. Which brings me to the next point. You've got we've got Eternals, we've got Shang Chi. This is now in the first year, right? This is a year out. Now, right. actually, well, Shang Chi's going to be February of twenty. Yep. So we've got Doctor Strange coming. Shit, a year later, May twenty twenty one. What do you want to see? What do you want to see? You've got Loki. We've got Thor at the end of all this of, of this phase. Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is early. What do you want to see? I've said it. I'm going to watch all of these, but I'm not itching to watch Eternals. I'm not. I don't even know Shang-Chi. Yeah. You know, I do know Mandarin. That's interesting. You know, sure. I do want to see Black Widow. That's the, the, the cinematic world has built this up to this place. I am excited about Doctor Strange. We talked about Doctor Strange in the horror in the horror podcast because mm-hmm. that is slated to, attempt, uh, I believe, essentially be Marvel's first horror effort. 
Which one? Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, heard, I heard about that, yeah. It's going to be scary. Yes. Like, it's going to be their scariest Marvel property. Marvel which, Cinematic property. Which is really cool because, Dude. yeah, that's kind of what Doctor Strange does. Sure. You know, he takes on these dark nightmares. That's you right. Know? Like, that's right. I think in the comics, it's they kind of have it established where the world that you see isn't the world that's actually going on. So there's constantly these spirits and, and monsters and things running around. You right. just don't see them. Right. But they're they're there. And Doctor Strange has to deal with some pretty gnarly stuff on a daily basis. Uh, to the point where I think there's even a comic where he sells his soul for power and becomes a demon. Something like that. Hmm. I've come to bargain. But yeah, it definitely seeing him deal with more like Dorma, Dormammu was cool. His followers weren't. Right. So yeah, yeah. Just, just, seeing, just seeing him deal with like some actual demonic stuff or just, yeah, some interesting it's like, stuff. Um, yeah. Same level of Hellboy, for example, or what the Hellboy organization deals with. Something like that. Yeah. They, I, I mean, I love their, I, I really enjoy that movie, the Hellboy one and two, especially mm -hmm. they're fun. But uh, the guy who runs, that Hellboy organization says something mm -hmm. along the lines of we deal with the the monsters who go bump in the night. Yeah. We, we bump back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? I thought that was great. But Doctor Strange is in the similar playing and dealing with all these things that you never see. And they're, yeah. they're behind the walls. They're, they're in your dreams. They're <laughs> like at night. They're in the dark. They're in space. Yeah. You, <laughs> so. ever, you ever see the animated Doctor Strange movie? Loved it. Yeah, that was awesome, right? Yeah, absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was better than the actual the, the cinematic work, to be honest with <laughs> you. Yeah, felt oh, just like it. Yeah. Also. <laughs> yeah, especially the, the Dormammu fight. Yeah. There was, well, some parts the of it. The opening scene yeah. looks just like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it plays. It, that's as close to a one-to-one -one mm -hmm. film sit, uh, live action to the cartoon mm -hmm. as you could get, as Definitely. far as I'm concerned. Um, but you want to see, what do you, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what I'm excited mm -hmm. about. What do you think? What are you um, looking forward to? And is there something you don't see that should be there, that you feel should be there? So as far as I've seen, they have most of my my bases covered. Mm -hmm. uh, they said that they're bringing out a, uh, a a Moon Knight series, I believe. Mm, cool. So that, that'll that be, like, I'm interested to see where they'll take that mm -hmm. because Moon Knight's a, a very fascinating character between his mental state because he has a, a split personality disorder where he has different superheroes inside of his head to, we to, the, to the point that. where if he picks the right personality he can lift thor's hammer like that's <laughs> we, happened we talked about moon knight i believe mm -hmm. i can't remember which podcast now at this point yeah fantastic i'm happy that we have that many but i don't I, I, I'm, I'm not forgetting <laughs> when and where we reference moon knight but if you could explain briefly Moon Knight for uh, our audience. Uh, <laughs> Batman in white and he kills people. The moon led me to this heinous villain so I could stop her. And the moon will not tolerate your interference. I will not allow this spider face villain to stand in your way. I, the moon's knight of vengeance, must carry out your luminous will. Uh, are you seriously talking to the moon? <laughs> And he's got all these superheroes. Yeah, to tap into. No, um, yeah, he he's a he's a hero who, um, yeah, he fights people and he has gadgets. Mm. Uh, he has multiple personalities of different superheroes inside of his head, and oh, he's the full moon makes him stronger, and he can lose 
or the size the size of the moon. He can lose control. Um, I'm not sure about that. I think in certain continuities, probably. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe I'm thinking because he kills that he doesn't have this. uh, I I think it's a struggle mm -hmm. for. uh, I think I think it's a struggle for uh, dominance in in certain Mm -hmm. aspects. In other aspects, he has it. More, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more alive. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see the darker Marvel characters mm. come out, of course, definitely. which leads us to potentially Hawkeye. Yeah, <laughs> Hawkeye. Well, so yeah, in Avengers Endgame, Endgame. he took on a darker personality. Uh, many know him as Ronan. He was awesome during, during that. He didn't really stick with that, mm-hmm. or at least as far as well, I, I guess he changed his costume a little bit. But with Hawkeye, they have the Hawkeye series announced for 2021 fall. That's a TV series is coming out. Yes. On Disney Disney Plus. On Disney Universe. Okay. Yes, the Disney Plus series. Uh And it's interesting to see if they will kind of continue down that path, if it'll keep being this sort of uh, darker hero or whether he'll kind of more back to his regular self especially since he's it's going to be a show that he shares with his daughter who is training to become a new hawkeye i'm not i'm not sure if her name is kate bishop i forgot what hawkeye's daughter's name was from the movies but in the in the comics her name is kate bishop mm who takes the mantle of Hawkeye. And yeah, I'm I love that by the way. Just uh taking the when mm-hmm. a character steps in to take over for the lead character. Mm. Um I think that is if I'm not you know this more than I do, I believe I believe Falcon is the current captain Captain America. I don't think he's officially Taken up the come back in. I don't know. I don't well, remember. It was assassinated at one point and now back. Assassinated. Who? Well, it was years ago, I believe. Uh, oh, uh, you mean in the comics? At the end of Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, so in yeah. The comics. Yes, yes, so yes, 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 yes. In in the comics, at the end after Civil War, okay, Bucky becomes Captain America, and then in the newer comics, Sam. The, the Falcon is Captain America, right. and he's leading the Avengers along with, um, who else is there? I know Jane Foster as Thor is there. I know Miss um, Marvel. They have uh, Sam Richardson, I believe, who is Nova. Okay. No, Sam Alexander is Nova. It's uh, cool. They have a bunch of, yeah, they have, they have a bunch of characters. In there, I believe Spider-Man is in there somewhere. But yeah, right now in the comics, he's, or at least in some version of the comics, he is Captain America. Right. In the, as far as the movie continuities go, he has been given the role of Captain America. He hasn't taken on the name Captain America as of yet. Sure. Probably at some point during the show, they'll play with that. Yeah, that's something I want to see. I want to see that explored more. Yeah. Because they've only, they've gotten into it. And I wrote some notes here for, or in preparation for this podcast tonight. And one of them was the concept of good doppelganger. Mm-hmm. 
right? You've got uh, often doppelgangers who are clear foils, right? right. Venom and Spider-Man initially, mm-hmm. for example. Um, Batman to the Joker. Uh, number of different. Yeah, keep it Marvel, man. Sure. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm going off brand. <laughs> We're over here for yeah, Marvel. Uh, That's right. The character I've always wanted to see come into live action, mm. and I haven't seen him yet. I feel like I don't think I've ever seen. No, definitely not as a cartoon either in the animated world. But <laughs> comics and the when I, when I was a kid, I loved U.S. Agent. If you know who he is. No. His agent takes the place of Captain America at one point. Mm. Initially, he comes in, and his character's name is Super Patriot, which is interesting because <laughs> I've got a character that's similar that we just filmed. Mm-hmm. But Super Patriot was obsessed with patriotism to the point that he felt like Captain America was weak. He didn't embody patriotism enough. Mm. So he actually comes in as a anti-hero, and he fights Captain America. But then, at some point, he gets rebranded, and he becomes this other character, U.S. Agent who takes the place, who takes Captain America's place for a period of time. And I don't remember why, uh, what, the, what the basis was. But I love when that happens. When you've got these lesser-known characters, it's like giving like the, giving the bench a shot for mm-hmm. a little bit in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, Rhodey's a perfect example. Um, Venom could take Spidey's place the way they're doing it right now. <laughs> as a Spidey, technically. I mean, actually, yeah, well, they've I mean, got the Black mean, Spider in, in the movies uh, or in... in the movies right now. Mm. Sure, I think the the the, the Fleischer's Venom is an anti-hero, but at mm. the same time, he's kind of doing good. He saves the world from that yeah. Venom, that other uh, bad Venom. I forget what that dude's name. That other character, right? Um, you know, uh, his name is Riot. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes, yes. Three yes. goddamn times. <laughs> um, another character who I don't think, I think, I, I feel like we've discussed this in other, uh, at other points was Beta Ray Bill with Thor. Yeah. Like, he, uh, Thor actually gets sick or something happens and Beta Ray Bill comes and takes his place. Beta right. Ray Bill looks like this crazy, like, this, like uh, kind of horse face yes. alien. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he can wield Thor's hammer. Yeah, he can. Uh, he chooses not to, though. I yeah. believe he uses Stormbreaker. He's got his own. Right, 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 right. 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 But he can. It's clear. And yeah. I remember this as a kid. Like, Thor's hammer. Okay, they've done it cinematically, and Cap finally holds it, which is cool. He does his thing. But when I was a kid reading those comics, and, uh, like anything you could get your hands on about Thor, like nobody could hold his hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody and then all of a sudden this dude Beta Ray what Beta yeah. Ray what who the fuck <laughs> which, which always has been kind of a weird spot for me yeah. is because uh, at least in the way that Thor is portrayed a lot of times there's not really much that sets him apart from other heroes yeah like for example um, I believe usually Spider-Man's not able to pick up the hammer but it's always like why right you know because at least as, as far as what's being clearly shown within the panels and, and the stories, there's not much that makes Thor more heroic or better than these other heroes. Sure. And he's actually kind of a dick a lot of times because he is, he's a god and he likes to remind people of that constantly. And uh, yeah, and a lot of continuities, he has this sort of haughtiness to him. Um, where, yeah, he's a, he's the leader 
in spirit and he sees people like Captain America and Iron Man more as the leader in title. Hmm. So he's like, I'm actually the one running the show. Right. But you, I let you guys kind of just have the, have the name just because you humans, you, you mortals are, are obsessed with titles like sure. that, like sure. that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and in some continues in others, he's like super chill. He's just, he's just uh, a part of the team. Right. But yeah, that was always weird for me is seeing as like, and I, and I believe um, there's this YouTube channel called uh, Dorkly and they're under like the college humor brand, but they make a video. It's, it's a comedy video, but basically it's showing that like all the Avengers can pick up Thor's hammer and he's freaking out. He's like, why, why can you do it? And Tony, Tony is like, well, I, I use my technology to help save the world and I overcame my addiction. No. No freaking way! I'm a completely regular dude with no powers, special abilities, or robot suits, yet I fight alongside others who have all that stuff, thus risking my life way more. Ugh! Is there anyone here who isn't worthy? And yeah, I just think uh, that video touched on a lot of things I was feeling. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was my little Thor rant. Um, so yeah, winding down, I think... Go ahead. Oh, I, don't want, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, sorry. Um... Yeah, winding down, I think that it's going to be an interesting couple of years sure. going down the line because Marvel is just going to get crazier and crazier with the things that they try. And I feel like they're going to bring a lot of new things to the table, even amidst the hero... Uh, I guess you would call it sickness where <laughs> it's just all been done. We're tired of superhero stuff and we might end up, or a lot of people who have been seeing the movies might end up skipping them and kind of just jumping back in for the Avengers movie. That's inevitably coming in like 2025 or something like that. Um, which, which is a valid opinion. I mean, if you've and again a loss of money, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's they're definitely have going to have to try harder to get people into the, into the seats, and you know, they're yeah, what whatever whatever they do, I I just hope that they keep it interesting, keep it weird, keep it fun, uh, keep it dark if they have to, but just keep on keeping on. Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. Wanda, whatever her name. <laughs> uh, Maximoff. Wanda Maximoff, mm -hmm. Scarlet Witch, is a major factor in the X-Universe. Make the connection, Marvel. It's yeah. time. It's time. She's yeah. it. She's it. She has not been featured in the X-World, but yeah. in the comics, she is strong enough to rid the world of all mutants. <laughs> right. So, and in fact, does so at mm -hmm. some point. Um it's time. Make the connection. All these characters are mutants in some way, shape, or form, with the exception of the humans that are not superheroes. They're the ones that don't have any uh, powers, like Hawkeye, like Iron Man, um, like Black Widow. But it's time. That's what I want to see. This is where it needs to go. Um, and there's a rich, rich world that the X world has to call upon. And uh, I know I'm a fan of what 
Fox has done over the years with the X-Men. I love it. The X-Men have always been a little weirder, a little deeper, a little richer, and a team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an actual functional team. The Beatles are a band. Rolling Stones are a band. Traveling Wilburys, who I referenced before, were not a band. They're an ensemble, like the Avengers. And that's where things need to cross. Yeah. To make an X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where I stand. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, have you ever watched Legion? No. The FX show? Talked about that. No. No, I do want to. Uh, that's on my extending list of homework. Okay, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that I've say that in the meantime, until we get the the big screen X Men uh, content, sure. I, I think that'll hold you over because it's it's an X Men story. Hmm. It's the main character is the son of Charles Xavier, um, who's basically an uh, this incredible psychic with all these different godlike abilities, just trying to figure them out. He fights Shadow King. He fights uh, this organization who's trying to capture. It's a really interesting show. Right. And it also has this really unique vibe to it, which is what I was talking about before with the directors of the vision. It, it feels different from superhero stuff. I heard he's a savior. He's the prophet of the world. He's a god. We've been waiting for you. Is this a cult? I help people open their minds. Tick tock, little birdie, birdie. I'm the magic man. Uh, just unique. You just gotta watch it to sure. to see what see what I'm talking about. But that fits Legion as a character because he's this wild, unpredictable character who just has all these powers inside of him, and no way of controlling them. And yeah, I think that's about as X-Men as it gets in terms of, you know, dealing with your superpowers. So, uh, yeah. I'm leading to uh, angling for an X podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so. we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say by the time that they announce who's either by the time that they drop new mutants or by the time that they enact, announce new X-Men stuff, we can we can jump in there. We can talk about all the X-Men animated stuff. We can re-go over the movies. Um, but, yeah, because I, I have a lot of strong opinions on the X-Men movies. New mutants, is, I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict that it's scrapped. Really? No, I'm going to say Because I... They're gonna if, if Fox wasn't releasing it for the longest time for whatever reasons that we'll never know, Marvel's not Marvel's not touching it. Not now. No. Not, where do they place it? Where do they place it in phase four? Look at what's happening right now. What phase five as a throwaway one day? Like, oh, by the way, New Mutants was made back in 2018. We're gonna <laughs> put it out there now, 2023. After they finish <laughs> after, uh <laughs> X Factor is made, that'd be fucking awesome. Uh, dude, if <laughs> after they finish the uh the edits to make it very slightly more family friendly. They'll uh they'll 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 drop some version of it, but I I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna scrap it. Well, they'll find something. All right, and with that, that was our Marvel update cast. Hopefully, this has come out by the time that all this in so that all this information is still valid. Hopefully, there's not some huge revelation <laughs> that comes out right after we finish this uh this recording but uh yeah if not then uh, we nailed it (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us. And you can find us on every, well, I was most platforms. You can find podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes. Podbean. Podbean. Thanks to Podbean. Uh, Spotify. Sound, SoundCloud. Yeah, and, and SoundCloud. YouTube soon enough. We'll have a video podcast very soon. Yeah, we're coming, yeah. coming to YouTube. We're coming for you, YouTube. That's right. Yeah, so get ready to demonetize us because we... <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can follow us on social media, just essentially heroes on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I'm at O-U-K-A-N underscore O on Instagram and Twitter, but I only really use Instagram. Uh, you are Rusty Ferris, Rusty Ferris Wheel. Right. And uh, yeah, and follow us and, and check out our stuff. Rusty Ferris Wheel site soon to come with the rest of our content. Yep. The, uh, the Ferris Comics content that is coming to you soon. It's going to be launched very soon. Yes. And, uh, yeah, please, if you guys have any thoughts or suggestions for topics, uh, if we messed up bad and you want to yell at us for some factoid that we got wrong, right. uh, please feel free to drop all that in the comment section as well. Let's hear it. Yep. And uh, with that, we are out of here. Thanks, folks. Peace.